0: Welcome to
1: the Cruising is Life podcast. Whether you're a seasoned cruiser or just starting out, we have something for everyone. So sit back, relax, and get ready to set sail with us on the
0: Cruising is Life podcast.
1: All right. Hello, hello, and Welcome back to the Cruising is Life podcast. Back for another episode. Back for more talks of Icon of the Seas. Very hot topic. And it's also a topic I just cannot stop talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um, Justin's not here. He is actually on board Norwegian Epic. We're gonna have a bonus episode uh, this week with a review of Norwegian Epic, straight from him. Uh, but to take his place this week, we've got Dimitri. He's returning again. How's it going, buddy?
0: Hey, how are you guys doing?
1: Uh, doing pretty good, pretty good. Excited for another, another exciting talk of Icon here.
0: One hundred percent.
1: Oh yeah. So I guess like to get started, like, have you? Have you been on any like the Oasis class or any of any of that? Or
0: I haven't, but you, haven't? you know, going around and you know you hear plenty of things, seeing plenty mm-hmm. of videos. It's just you know it's something different, and it's you know you gotta like that kind of cruising right. to go back on them after you try them once. People say they love them, some people say they hate them, but I mean you still can't get around that's five, six, seven thousand people in one place
1: right exactly it's it's crazy it's and it's definitely not for everybody not everybody's going to enjoy the the oasis class i'm also not centered here in the screen (laughs) um but you know not everybody's going to adjust the or not going to like the oasis class you know just because of how many people and so that's one of the big things with um with like icon too is a lot of people are like all right just another another big ship and it's even bigger but you know it it's all subjective. I, for one, like that's the ship for me that kind of got me started into cruising and got me interested. You know, Mm -hmm. it was, it was like watching the freedom of the seas, like all the construction for her, Liberty, independence, um, that kind of like got me interested. And then once I started seeing like, you know, project Genesis, that was like, Whoa, this is really cool. And I think ever since, you know, the first like talks of project Genesis way back in the day, like for me, that's, that's pretty much what got me started. And so like, there's a lot of people where, you know, it has a lot of, like, sentimental value or just, you know, they like the big ships. You know, there's a lot to do on those ships, too. Um, and I So think- much to do. Exactly, exactly. And I feel like those, they're considered, like, the game changers, like, at least one of the original game changers.
0: Mm-hmm. And, like, another thing to bring up is when, you know, we're, let's say, deciding on a cruise, you know, a lot of people go, okay, where is it going and what ship is it on? But a lot of people who decide to go on those, it's all for the ship.
1: Oh, absolutely. That's exactly the because reason no why. Because no questions I... asked. Exactly. I mean, that's exactly how I am. It goes for any ship. But, like, whenever they said, you know, last year, or 2022, when they said, oh, we're going to put Allure of the Seas on on the three and four nights out of Port Canaveral, I was like, I don't care that it's going on three and four nights. The, the Allure is coming back here. You know, I'm I'm going on the Allure. I haven't been on it yet. So true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's, there's people like that, of course. And, you know, there's so much to, to do. And they, the Oasis class really revolutionized the industry. Because after that, it really ushered in, like, the era of the mega ships.
0: 100%. And the other thing is, is that when people, you know, go on these ships, they're like, how much bigger, better can they get from this, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's cool to see how many, like, little changes that they've made for ICON
1: right exactly and that was that was always my thing too is that you had the the major success of the oasis class and the quantum class too like both of those ships and those projects were really really good and very successful mm-hmm. and they did a lot of things right with those and like that was always my thing with the icon classes how do you top the oasis or the quantum class
0: yeah and especially obviously i think we're going to get four of these and you know, what little differences are they going to? Hopefully, they learn. I don't want to say from their mistakes, but right. just like Norwegian, they learn from their mistakes with Prima and Viva, and there were a lot <laughs> of them. And there's a lot of them. Gonna fix things up. And, you know, and that's the other thing is kind of segueing. Um, that's why they put that ship on port intensive itineraries, because they know on sea days, that top deck, you know, the whole thing of the ship does not work out. There's too many people, and there's not enough space to do it all. But, anywho. Hopefully, yeah. you know with other iterations of the icon class they'll fix little things here and there
1: yeah and that's that's one thing with you know with icon it's you know it's the first in class which is like the big big brand new thing but I know icon 3 and I don't think it's been confirmed yet but I know there's been talks of an icon 4 being ordered you know oh, I'm, I cannot imagine I I'm, especially with the success that icons are already having and it's only on its maiden voyage yeah. like right now mm-hmm but I know yep. given the success that they're having so far with the Icon class, I know there's going to be a fourth one for sure. And the third and fourth ships are going to be just miles better than the Icon, which is hard to think. But that's definitely going to be the case, I think.
0: And I think, or at least I hope, you know, kind of going back to it, what I had said, you know, some people go for the ship, some people go for the itinerary. There's not very many places that these, these ships can go. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna have to differentiate these ships somehow because you know, you say you go on icon, then you're like, okay, but I want to go on or you're going on star. But some people yeah. are like, oh, I want to go on star, <laughs> but if it's the same thing, mm-hmm. how could I justify, you know, the five or six grand that I'm gonna pay to go on it? If yeah the ship is no longer the destination because you've already been on it. Right,
1: exactly. And I think that's what they're trying to do is create a ship that is a destination. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's definitely the case. As I know, they've even said, you know, there's going to be changes coming to Star. It's not going to be, you know, miles different or anything like that. But I know, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, we're going to add a hot tub that you know got scratched from the icon, things like that. So, you know, as each one goes, you know, there's different changes, and of course, you've you got to improve on what you did. Um, 100 oh, percent. They did that with the XL class and the you know with the Mardi Gras all the way up to the Jubilee. Mardi Gras is a mm-hmm. fantastic ship. It was one again one of my favorite classes of ships you know, like one of the only that actually have come close to being up there with the oasis uh but with the jubilee they just kind of they kind of perfected it all add little added little things just rearranged a couple things and now the jubilee is probably one of the better of the three
0: yeah and the other thing is is okay so there's going to be four there's so many different things like obviously like the six different neighborhoods i hope they really differentiate you know things between them and don't just kinda of cookie cutter it as per se right copy and paste one one another.
1: Right, exactly. And I think that's that's one thing with the Oasis class that I think they did really well is that each each set of two were different and like yeah. a almost like a generational leap, but the same thing. Like you yes. can you can or tell a clear like, difference.
0: Mm-hmm, like Vista class, like they changed the water park. They you know change the inside here and they're like the dr Seuss stuff so i mean exactly. it's you know all subjective like stuff and that'll make people oh i see this Ooh, i want to go try this and hopefully the other thing they change like the restaurants like okay mm-hmm. you can keep you know your three or four that you know are in every single royal ship but all the special ones bring in you know some sort of chef to do like a special different restaurant
1: right exactly kind of like how they did the boardwalk on the oasis class where. You know, the original two had Sabor, you know, it was like that Mexican restaurant Mm -hmm. there on the boardwalk. Um, And then as Harmony and Symphony, I don't think Harmony has it, but Symphony did. You know, that was a that was something that was coming out as Symphony was starting Mm -hmm. to launch with Playmakers. You know, they changed that up. They don't have the bar there. They they changed up the boardwalk. They added that Ultimate Abyss. They put Playmakers down there and, you know, just little tweaks, changes around the around the um, around the ship just to kind of keep it fresh, different. And like you said, that you're not paying, especially with the icon prices close to six thousand dollars or more, exactly. just to go on the same thing the next year.
0: On the same thing twice, yeah. Right. And you know, obviously they're going to be here in the Caribbean, but I am excited to see if they do do like a summer season in the Med. I'm excited to see if they decide to do that.
1: That would be really cool to see. I know, I know, it comes down to docking space, but the really cool thing that I've mm-hmm. noticed about the icon class. Is that the dimensions are very similar to the Oasis class. So it's. Unless it's just a super tight. Yeah. Unless it's a super, super tight fit for the Oasis class. It would would work for the icon. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I think it's like five feet or something like that. But like the width, the length and everything. I think they're just a little bit taller. And just the way they designed the actual superstructure of the ship. Is where they get the extra tonnage.
0: Yeah, and all the stuff on top, obviously, adds. Right. I feel like it's more dense inside than um, an Oasis class.
1: Right. Exactly. And you know, like we mentioned earlier, the the Oasis class back then were the original game changers. You know, you know, revolutionized the industry. You know, it, before before the Oasis came out, I mean, we were getting, you know, one hundred and fifty four. 160 or so thousand tons that was like the freedom class and nothing really came even close to that you know before that you know carnival was putting out you know 110,000 ton ships norwegian was putting out you know 90,000 ton ships other than the epic uh, but the epic kind of you know was going on and justin i, <laughs> I see justin in the chat he's on the epic right now yes yes um, but you know it before before the Oasis class, the, the ships weren't weren't very big back then, and then all of a sudden, here comes Royal Caribbean just dropping these yeah. two two hundred thousand ton ships, and you know at the time they couldn't get anywhere, and you know that was kind of the the biggest problem with them. But no, that's not a problem that we're running into with the Icon class. You know, a lot of the.
0: I mean, yeah, they've had all these years to figure it out.
1: Exactly. And that's, you know, with the same similar dimensions and everything like that, they can get into most ports. And so I think now it's, it's an even better time for them to launch a ship of this magnitude. Like, I mean, this is similar to the Oasis class, you know, and as far as like how big it is for the industry, you know, again, they're, they're game changers, but I think these are going to be even better for the industry than the Oasis class because of how How much better prepared they are this time, I think, and how more prepared the ports, the cruise line, everything like that is, you know, just to kind of accept something like this.
0: So another thing is, do you, um, you know, I'm thinking, obviously, you know, there's only a handful in the Caribbean where they can fit, but where else do you think they could expand to? Like, I mean, I, I feel like if they would have already expanded, they would have already done it, but I wonder why they're waiting or not doing it. As in for
1: the ports um i think there's there's some ports that just don't want big ships and then there's other ports that just don't have the ability to do it i think is what it is as i know i for me a long time you know nassau was a very tight fit uh, for actually for those who don't know nassau really couldn't fit the oasis class in there whenever they first launched they just finished dredging like a week before the oasis actually came in for the first time they almost didn't go like now, we have. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't get into St. Thomas. You couldn't get into, you know, a St. I think you could get into St. Martin, but typically, like, the only places you could go were Labadee, uh, Nassau, Cozumel, That's and St. Martin. And then you had, like, Falmouth. Like, that was it. Falmouth. Yeah. And uh, in, at the time, they didn't have everything upgraded with Coco K. So they weren't tendering into Coco K. They weren't even using that island, really. So I think they're. Royal Caribbean and I think everybody as a whole is a lot more prepared this time. And now they've created a ship. That's a 2.0 version of the Oasis class, I think.
0: And I mean, I think I just hope that, you know, with itineraries coming out, you know, 26, 27, 28, they just don't saturate the ports with these ships. Although it's probably inevitable. Like I know you mm. send some to the Med. you know, obviously you're going to have some in the Caribbean, but on, you know, generally okay, these ports can hold one ship, okay, Nassau can hold two, Cosmo two, you know, all these ones can hold two, but what if you got to go more than three, you know, like what if it's Oasis, Allure, and Icon all in the same, you know, they're all doing Eastern that week. I mean, you're just, you just got to think about how many people that is and just all the logistics of that and how enjoyable the port's going to be.
1: Yeah, because that's, that's what we're running into as well is that, you know, the way they've done the, the Oasis class now is that all of them are, um, the way they stagger the dry docks every five years and all that, you know, there's always one now that's going over to Europe for the summer, which is really cool how they yeah. kind of worked that in. Um, but like you said, I mean, when you get a double Oasis class day, which it it never really happens very often, but now that there's about to be six of them, it's going to be like a normal occurrence. Like it's just inevitable. When you have six ships like that, they're going to end up in port together.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I know I just sent you this article the other day, but I think there's in talks of Port Miami adding another icon size terminal. And I think they're going to have to do that because there's only, what, two days out of the week, Saturday, Sunday for seven days. You're not going to want to leave on a Monday unless mm-hmm. they move one of the new ones to three and four days. So. That port's going to be full after the second one, you know, unless they go to Everglades and then Canaveral. But those ports are already full, too, on busy season.
1: Yeah, Canaveral's getting really crazy, especially busy season. Like, this year is probably the busiest it's ever been. And next year is Mm -hmm. going to be, we're adding, like, three ships on top of what we've already got this year. Yeah. At minimum. I think there's even more. That
0: terminal, like, yesterday.
1: Right, exactly. I, I make the joke like you know to every, you know all the Canaveral people you know that I talk to, all the ship spotters that um, that are sometimes here on the podcast. But like I make the joke to them, like Carnival or not Canaveral, Canaveral needs to like start planning their eighth terminal already, and they haven't even started on the seventh. Yeah, like they need
0: to be on top of it.
1: Yeah, like they haven't even they don't even plan on breaking ground for that new terminal in Canaveral until like. December.
0: Oof, yikes. Yeah.
1: Like they're they're from what the uh, the plans and everything said that, that new terminal, they're gonna spend basically the whole year testing the term like testing like the soil and things like that. And they've gotta move an entire marina as well. Which kinda sucks, but
0: I'll check the F D O T plans when I go back to work and see what they're cooking up over there. Alright. I mean inevitably Galveston's also another option too. I mean I think we'll oh, yeah. definitely gonna have to go there. Yeah, Galveston
1: will absolutely get a icon class. It's just a matter of when. We don't know yet, uh, but and it won't be one of the new ones. I, I'm sorry to burst any Galveston bubbles, but I don't. Yeah, I,
0: but it's okay. They can deal with it.
1: No, um, Royal Caribbean has just never put a brand new ship in Galveston. I I know Carnival does it, and that's that's completely different because Carnival like has a very big stronghold on Galveston to the point where they mm-hmm. have like. Three, four, I think maybe even five ships coming up that are all going to be homeported there at once. Like that's that's like Carnival's bread and butter. Like they, you know, Royal they go they go over to Europe, they go up north to to New York, they go all over the place. Carnival they sp- they basically stay in Florida and then they stay in in Galveston year round. Like they don't really yeah. they have such a big Little stronghold over there. Exactly, that too. Yeah, they've they're doing really well over the West Coast finally, which is great. True. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, just they don't I don't think Royal Caribbean has the market or really the the confidence in the in the Galveston market just because of that's not really their stronghold just yet. Again, mm-hmm. not that the not that the icon wouldn't be successful over there. It's it's more of a you know, we still haven't is done this yet. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like they will they will put the yeah. icon there. Exactly. Like they will put the icon there or one of the icon class, but it wouldn't be a brand new one. Like it won't be fresh out of the shipyard. It'll probably be mm-hmm. a year or two old. You know, if they sure. and if they wanted to, they would have done they would have done that with Utopia, and put her there.
0: I mean, I feel like the shorter cruises there. There's no point, you know. I guess it, I get it. It's in the middle of the country, but mm-hmm. other than that, you would do those for like the weekends. But you know, it's much better to do one out of florida where you can make a destination out of it right exactly who, there's other options you can do and they can make competition
1: right exactly yeah i mean again galveston's a great port and it's growing very fast and very you know just very quickly overall it's more of like that's just not something royal caribbean's ever done carnival likes to do it and they know it it works for them but royal's just never done it um and i don't yeah. i don't see them doing that with with the icon class not, not at least not for a while you know, maybe if things change over the next couple of years, I, I could see it maybe with Icon 4, but um, I, I would We're likely see, yeah, I would likely see that happening, you know, or probably see Icon 4 going somewhere else first, but they'll, they'll either get Icon or Star, it's just a matter of when.
0: And, um, oh, there's the cat. Yep. Um, <laughs> speaking of, I know, obviously, Oasis Class has the retractable funnels. Icon has those two, right? Or no?
1: Uh, yes, she does have retractable uh, funnels in the smokestacks. Yeah.
0: So maybe New York to do Bermuda?
1: I could I could definitely see that. I don't know how much taller she is compared to the Oasis class. I, know, I don't either. Yeah. I know it was a very tight fit in the Great Belt Bridge, you know, leaving Finland. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know how, like, how much taller that bridge is compared to... Um, the Verrazano Bridge in New York, New Jersey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But, I mean, I I could definitely see it. As long as it fits, they definitely will do it.
0: I think they'll definitely do it. And I think that'd be great because that gives you, what, three sea days? Three and a half sea days? Oh, to, yeah. You know, and, you know, the ship stays in one place. You only got to worry about, you know, one port. But also, they're pretty saturated there, too. So
1: Right, exactly. They've got, you know, they've got two ships over there. Or I guess two ships during the winter and then one oasis class during mm-hmm. the summer, which is great for them.
0: Yeah.
1: 100%. Like, it's crazy how like, much some of these ports have been growing over the last couple of years and especially, you know, up north. You know, I didn't really ever think of like New York cruising up until recently and then I was like, "Oh, wow, like Norwegian has a really big, you know, stronghold up there and um, you know, Royal Caribbean's doing a lot over there too now." Yeah,
0: I mean, the Royal Caribbean I think has been there I mean, Norwegians been up there, obviously, with Escape, you know, yeah. back in the day, but yeah. recently, Royal Caribbean has been stepping it up up there.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the fact that they put an Oasis class up there is impressive. You know, I didn't, I didn't mm-hmm. think it would ever actually fit, but they do. Um, but I think it's, I think it's awesome that they're able to do that and they're willing to do that with an Oasis class. I mean, and I, they I must I, be doing
0: something right if they keep sending it back.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Like this year, they're getting Symphony. You know, it was the first two to three years they got Oasis and it did really well. And now they're getting Symphony. I I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe, you know, there's whenever Icon 3 comes out, I wouldn't be surprised if maybe Icon becomes a seasonal Miami ship like Oasis was. I could absolutely see that, actually.
0: And I think they're going to have to do that, you know, to differentiate because you got to, I don't want to say, you got to spread them out. Right. You can't have, you know, Oasis plus all the Icon in one place. It's just going to be, I think, havoc for everybody.
1: Right, exactly. Yeah, they're definitely going to, they can't put all of them in Florida as cool as it would be. To have them all here in Florida, that's just a lot of people. And (laughs) that's a lot of ship as well to have them in in Florida, uh, or at least all of them in Florida. But um, but yeah, it'll it'll be really interesting how they do it with, you know, the third and inevitably the fourth one, probably. Yeah. One thing I've really noticed with the Icon class too, is that it like, you know, going back to like my comments earlier about oasis 2.0 like i've noticed there's a lot of changes around that ship from like the previews and just like all the you know videos and stuff like that are coming out of it um you know the fact there's a swim up bar on it that's insane one that is so insane the fact that they were able to actually like logistically pull that off is pretty crazy um
0: and i mean if it gets a little wavy out there you're gonna be sloshing around like the dream <laughs>
1: too <laughs> yeah for real that'd be It'll be interesting to see how, like, that all plays out, especially, well, I mean, in a rough weather, there's probably not going to be a whole lot of people in there. Um, True. But. but, yeah, it's it's interesting, you know, the water flowing out of the pool into the bar. I mean, mm-hmm. it'll it'll be interesting. It seems like a really cool concept, and I, it's really awesome mm-hmm. that they were able to do that.
0: Um, I did um, see a video of somebody that was on there this week about the, um, the elevators. So, they're mm-hmm. like the smart elevators where you hit the button and there's no buttons inside. I and, that. You know, it tells you. We had those on Seascape, and it told you how long you'd have to wait for the elevator to come. But I didn't see that on Icon, and I feel like, interesting. you know, sometimes it was like a minute, 30, or two minutes to wait for an elevator. I wonder if people are just going to end up taking the stairs, you know, if those because they weren't that efficient. I feel like the buttons inside were a little bit better. No, because... I don't know, I guess time will tell.
1: Horizon and Panorama have... Um elevators like that and there's a reason why they don't have those types of elevators on the xl class <laughs> like when i yes. got when i got on the mardi gras i was like oh they don't have those those elevators from the uh, horizon and everybody on my family goes good
0: <laughs> yeah because it's like you hit the button but then everybody else that has hit the button that's going to the same floor on your way to that floor also mm-hmm. have to get in so you have to stop for them too so it's like oh
1: right exactly yeah it's crazy um, I'm interested to see how it actually plays out and of course I'll be on it a few weeks, which I'm really excited for. Um, yeah,
0: I can only imagine how excited you are.
1: Uh, yeah I'm, i've I drove down the or I, I didn't drive the second time, but I went down to Miami twice already to go see that thing. that's how excited I am and I'm only on the fourth sailing <laughs> <laughs> and I've already got taken the trip all the way down to Miami just to see it multiple times.
0: What kind of room do you have?
1: Uh, we have a balcony we just I think the
0: infinite balcony.
1: Okay. Yeah, I think we have a standard balcony. I don't think we have infinite. On yeah, Star, I have yeah. Star we have the infinite Central Park balconies. That is going to be really cool. Mm. That's going to be that cool.
0: That'll be
1: very cool. It's funny cuz like my parents were pricing it out and it was the same price if my parents did um if my parents did a ocean view balcony and my sister and I did a inside across the hall. It was the same Mm -hmm. price for those two cabins as it was for um, two connecting Central Park Infinite balconies. So we're like, well, let's just do that.
0: Yeah. And I think they just haven't gotten the best rep in like on the Oasis class. So there, you know, maybe lower prices to get people either to book them again, fill them up, or, you know, have other people try something new.
1: Right. Exactly. And one thing I really like that I've noticed so far with the icon. And one of the biggest downfalls of the Oasis class, and I think that's what they were trying to accomplish with it, uh, with the Oasis class, there's not much of a connection with the water. You don't get very many, unless you're all the way up at the top of the ship, or in the back by the Aqua Theater, you're just not going to see the water anywhere. You know, you got the outdoor jogging track down on deck five, but that's mostly covered by lifeboats. Like, there's just not a lot of outward facing things on those ships. And I think yeah. we're probably noticed that.
0: Does Icon have any sort of? I know it's not like an actual boardwalk, but a track, you know, goes down by the lifeboats. I don't, I don't know. I didn't really pay attention.
1: Yes, yes, it does. Um, it does I think okay. it's it's very similar. I think they they intentionally kind of laid this out a little bit similar to the Oasis, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. It's just what I've kind of picked up off of videos and photos. Um, But one thing I've noticed is, like, with Central Park, you know, there's nowhere to look outside on the the Central Park in the Oasis class. But with the Icon class, in the – and I guess this goes with the Promenade, too. You know, in the Promenade, you know, with the Pearl, you get those windows, that big square. Huge windows, yeah. Exactly. And then you get, like, an outdoor area. You can actually walk outside. Well, in Mm -hmm. Central Park, there's actually a – like, a wall of glass inside Central Park where you can look in – it's not directly through the window, but you can see in to the promenade where like the pearl is. You can see into that, and then of course you can look outside as well through that glass and you can see the ocean.
0: Mm-hmm. Hopefully on the other iterations they I don't keep something similar to the pearl, but
1: mm-hmm. don't just do
0: the pearl every single time, like change it up. And change it up. Maybe replace it with something else.
1: Like how it's got all the all like the tiles and stuff like that. Maybe like the, the next tiles one. That move. Yeah, some maybe. sort of
0: art sculpture, like each Oasis Plex. You know, one's got the you know the spinning thing and right the sculpture. Or if they just they made it like it a up.
1: full LED, like you know, kind of like the the dreamscape on the Vista class. Like, do some sort of LED yep. effect like that. Like, if they changed mm-hmm. that up, you know, that would be really neat if they did that.
0: Yeah, and I'm surprised they didn't do like something similar to like what's on the um, world Europa, and they did like the screen up at the top. I know it changes mm. colors and the you know, in the boardwalk, but um, I don't know, maybe they'll add that in eventually on other
1: classes. So that would be pretty cool. I've noticed MSC is like really heavy on doing that because they've done that with the Mirabilia, Mirabilia Plus, um, and I think, yeah, newer, I think even the newer, I think even the newer Seaside class, like the Seaside Evo class, like Seascape Seashore, did they have that?
0: They didn't, they didn't have them all at all.
1: Oh, okay, I thought I, yeah. oh, it, this that class has like the there's like a wall almost instead. It's like a Manhattan area almost. Maybe it's on Yeah, sofa. it's like yes. it's like a
0: small like little thing where they just pay like violin or piano at night. Oh, okay. But okay. it was just a big tall wall. It wasn't anything
1: you know, Gotcha. Fancy. Okay. But I'm definitely I, trying I, to go I, on I MSC this year.
0: <laughs> do it, do it, do it. I know what we you're talking about it a couple weeks ago, but you I, do it.
1: I've been finding some very cheap Three night cruises on the seashore out of port canaveral and i want to do it so bad <laughs> I, need, I need to do it i just want to say i've tried msc at this point and i i'm wondering you know how how of course the oasis class but the icon class goes against world america
0: and i'm very curious to hopefully they learn from their mistakes from the other ones that have been here Seaside, Seashore, Seascape that have all been here, Magnifica, Divina,
1: mm-hmm.
0: by the time that comes out to iron, you know, all mm-hmm. their issues out. But I'm very excited for that. I definitely do. That's on my list of ones to try.
1: Yeah, I definitely want to try the World America. And I think it's mostly just to, like, see how they compare against, you know, how Roy Camin does it. Because a lot of people, like, the running joke is that they ripped off the Icon class. They ripped off the Oasis class with the big open back and, you know, the split structure in the back, all that. Um, so especially mm-hmm. with like the uh they have that big slide in the back now.
0: Big yeah, the big dry slide.
1: Yeah. And one funny I thing I've noticed with the Utopia that... is that um so with the Ultimate Abyss, you know, it was a ten story dry slide. Well with um with the World Europa, it was ever so slightly longer or taller than so the Ultimate say Abyss. That it's so the they could say it was one. the biggest. Yeah. What they did with the Utopia, it's it's up on a platform now, so it's even taller. (laughs) (laughs) So now the Utopia has the largest, at sea.
0: Got it. Yeah, I knew somebody that was on one of the inaugural ones for World Europa back, you know, a couple months ago, a year ago. They said it was great, amazing when it was in Europe. So hopefully Mm -hmm. that irons out when when it comes here. And that new terminal. That's going to be...
1: Oh, my God. That terminal is huge. Have you seen it? Amazing.
0: I've seen pictures of it, but for two ships to dock, I can only imagine how big it's going to be. Two
1: World Europa-class ships to dock there. That's how big it'll be. But, like, when I saw it the other day, like, if you... I mean, you've seen Terminal A. My cat's messing with the microphone. Um, (laughs) But, like, you've seen Terminal A and B, like... It's, like, double the – I mean, obviously, it's double the size. Like, it's legitimately double the size. Like, it's a massive – Double the size. And, like, the parking garage right next to it is almost taller than A. It's huge.
0: I mean, it needs to be.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, they're definitely doing the right job here. It's just it's insane to see, like, how big, you know, these terminals are. Like, that terminal is. Like, MSC is not playing around.
0: No, and I think they need to definitely, like, submit themselves as, like, a real competitor or Mm – they're just gonna get lost.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And I think honestly, I honestly I see them as more of a competitor these days than NCL sometimes. Like just they're the way NCL is falling behind.
0: They are kind of falling behind, and you know it goes back to you know pumping these ships out and making something different. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the Prima class was different, and you know it, you know it captures you know a certain part of the industry Mm -hmm. but i don't think it was a big enough part of the industry yeah to you know really submit themselves as being innovative
1: right exactly and i don't i just don't think they did even if they they tried to appeal to the people that like smaller ships and i think they just didn't do the ship right you know i i hear the layout is the worst it's just a bad layout is what it is and of course the top deck but like yeah, I think mm-hmm. they made it for a certain market, but they didn't quite do it right for the market. You know, the people that want smaller ships, they want more space to just relax and just hang out. There's not a no, – they just tried to out.
0: fit, you know, 50 things into something that can only fit right. 20 things, you know. Right. There's too much going on.
1: Everything's so from they were the They trying encore. to put their
0: hands in their baskets, right. and the basket was too small.
1: Right, exactly. Everything from the i uh, the um, Encore that was, uh, you know, 167,000 tons is crammed mm-hmm. onto the Prima that's 140.
0: Yeah. yeah. And I mean, even Encore, I mean, people, that's not people's favorite either because they tried to fit even more things onto it. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, they took away the Spice H2O in the back and put stupid laser tag. Like, that yeah, was a stupid decision.
1: Yeah, I, it's funny because, like, they, yeah, that was something that they were, you know, confident enough in. They were putting laser tag on all their ships, all the go karts, to the point where they did that and made it like a whole thing with that ship. And now, like, they're mm-hmm. removing the laser tag from the joy.
0: Now, nah, yeah.
1: I think, well, granted, they, I think that's, it's what? in a
0: different place. That's, you know, all the way mm-hmm. up at the top deck. Right. But, you know, that would, it would just be a sun deck on other ships. But, right. You know, when you replace a whole, you know, movie screen where they have the parties every night, I think it's a little bit more difficult to Yeah. Yeah, that was a big party for... spot. Mm-hmm.
1: But, but I guess back to the icon. Um yes. I, you know, it it's it's cool how they've the redone the ship and it really again feels like an Oasis two in the fact that you know, now you can see outside, you know, you can see the ocean from Central Park, which is really nice. And I've seen pictures of like people are they even have chairs just like there for people to sit and like walk uh, look through the windows and just like watch the water in Central Park
0: and I think and I think they need that because yeah. you know they need to space people out so yeah. that, that, that's good
1: yeah and and you know the central park and like everything seems a lot bigger too I think they made a lot more of the space is one thing like they you know they made the promenade multi-level they, you know, where they've got shopping and restaurants down, or I think the shopping and bars are down like on the, on the bottom, all the restaurants are up at the mm-hmm. top, you know, so they spaced all that out differently. The Central Park looks wider. I don't know if it's because of the infinite balconies that they, the way they've done it, but Central Park looks Maybe. a lot more wide and open.
0: It does. And I feel like there's still like the restaurants on the sides, but it's not as packed as what it is on the Oasis Plus.
1: Right. Exactly. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely interesting. It's And I've noticed like with, um, with like Izumi, like the, you know, the Japanese restaurant on there, they have mm-hmm. Izumi at the park, which is like, I think just like a little, almost like a to go stand for that for that. Yeah. But it's it's built into the side of it to where that restaurant isn't protruding out into the actual area to where it, it I mean, it really is just like one big open area with stuff on the side You know, there's nothing sticking out really, you know, you've got all the plants and stuff like that, like the Oasis class, but like, you know, Mm -hmm. the, the bars are sticking out, you know, there's, there's areas, you know, outdoor seating areas that, you know, protrude out into the boardwalk er area or Central Park area. Same thing with, you know, Playmakers in, in uh, Sabor with the boardwalk area, you know, it kind of sticks out a little bit where it seems like everything's just tucked away and tucked inside to where you get a lot more space in these areas.
0: And the other thing is that they there's so many different places to eat. I, that's great that they're spreading yeah. people out. And I also had seen a video of, you know, somebody on the inaugural this week. They're saying, you know, like deck parties, you know, other ships, you know, they usually do one place or, you know, a comedy club in one thing. It seems that like they've got like four or five different things going on at the same time, which is good because I think, you know, when everybody wants to go to the comedy show or everybody wants to go to, you know, the aqua or whatever, there's something right. else going on at the same time. And it's not just, right. that's the one thing for the night boom done. So they're, I think they definitely did a good job on that.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. And that's actually, that's one thing I liked about the, the way they did it. Like speaking of the comedy clubs and spacing it out with, um, the XL class for carnival. That's what they, that's kind of what they did is that they were hosting two different comedy shows at once. At once they had a, um, You know, the 18 plus, like in the punchliner lounge, it had a full on dedicated punchliner lounge for the comedy shows. Uh, But then like Mm -hmm. the older ships have like the limelight. And what they did with that is they put the limelight on Mardi Gras and all those. But they put it kind of like towards like kind of hidden away, which is weird. But they put the Mm -hmm. like the underage, like, you know, the kid friendly shows were there.
0: Kid friendly.
1: So they were so they were splitting it up. You know, they had two comedy shows going on they had the shows going on um, in the whatever it was called Central Plaza or central place I forgot I keep forgetting the name of it. Um, but yeah you know the, that's like the biggest thing is yeah like the main thing yeah. splitting splitting everybody up making sure not everybody's congregating in one spot.
0: And I definitely think that was the biggest issue with Seascape there'd only be one thing really one comedy show either one you know dance show or one dance party. And then that would be the only thing that's going on. And then there would be nothing going on from, you know, four o'clock till that happened at, you know, 10 o'clock. And we had the early dinner. So we were like, we have four hours. And not a single thing is happening on the ship besides like live music in the atrium.
1: Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. That's like the, I think that's one of the best parts about Oasis. They, they don't quite go as in depth, I think is from what it seems like with the icon class, but That's one of the best Mm -hmm. parts about Oasis is the way they were able to spread out everybody on those ships. Like with, you know, I know Mardi Gras is a little bit smaller and has the same guest capacity. And Mardi Gras, one of the only things I didn't like about it is that it was a little crowded feeling at times. But with the Oasis class, I've never really felt crowded on Oasis class.
0: No, and I've only heard, you know, people here and there saying that it's crowded, but not as bad as, you know, you'd expect. I think they did a good job definitely spacing people out.
1: Right, exactly, exactly. Um, Yeah, like with – there's only like a few random times where you actually have like a lot of people just congested into one area on the Oasis class. And I I think it's Mm -hmm. mostly for like, you know, the balloon drops that they do on the first night.
0: Yeah. There's always a lot of people for
1: that. But like the rest of the week, you know, I on the wonder that has close to 7000 people like the icon does. And I, I never really felt crowded at all on that ship. And same with the allure, you know, when I sailed on a couple months ago, like they just there's so much going on on these ships. And I think they did even better. They packed even more onto the icon to where that's just even less of a problem.
0: But now, you know, somebody has a first time, would you recommend that, you know, for the three and four day, what would be your, you know, your perception as a first time never going on one with that many people and not knowing, you know, that other ships may do it a little bit differently?
1: Um, I don't know how
0: that's going to be perceived.
1: Like with Utopia or like if you were to put an icon class on? I mean,
0: just, I mean, either or, I mean, you know, they're very similar. I don't know how that's going to be perceived as somebody's first cruise, you know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Yeah, and... You know, it's, it's funny with like a, you know, somebody's first cruise. It's always, it's not always hit or miss, but like, there are always just like the one-off situations that happen. Like, I know you had mentioned in like an old mm-hmm. podcast, like, you know, you had that, you were on the day where they, was it like a ferry, I think it was the ferry boat to Fisher Island yeah. crash with a boat. And you had a friend that mm-hmm. was cruising for the first time.
0: First time. And he's like, Oh, I'll never do a cruise again.
1: Exactly. And that was just something I'm so like, minor anxiety. and that never happens again. It was a one-time thing. I mean,
0: like that first day, you know, you get on, you know, your first impressions mean everything and then, you know, there's, yeah. And there's like, you know, party when you're leaving, you know, everybody's, you know, drinking, you know, having a good time, you know, nice sunset as you're like leaving and then you go to dinner, whatever. But like, that's like your good first impression. Like, oh, this is going to be a good time. But Mm -hmm. when you're sitting in the terminal for over 10 hours and didn't leave the port until like 1 AM Yeah, that, and there were no parties. There was nothing planned. Like it was just, it was just a mess. But right. yeah, like I said, first impression is everything.
1: Right, exactly. And it's funny because like I used to always think this way about the Oasis class. You know, back when it was just Oasis and Allure. Like I would almost say, don't go on the Oasis or Allure for your first cruise because you're gonna get spoiled. And like, I mean, there's really nothing else that compares. But like now, one there's six different ones, but. Or six different Oasis class and the Icon class, which
0: mm-hmm.
1: is, you know, maybe maybe even better. And you also have the Quantum class. Like you have so many different options. And like it used to be that the Oasis and the Lore were like the pinnacle of the in- industry and like the like the mm-hmm. best of the best. And not to say that they aren't.
0: They still are. Uh,
1: they they always a will be. Point. Oasis, mm-hmm. you know, as old as it is, is still one of the best ships out there. Like, mm-hmm. you know. To this day, just nothing rivals the Oasis class, and even just the, even the originals, with even with the Allure. You know, Allure was probably one of the better ones I've been on. Um, yeah. But
0: and I think even when those trips like start out like not having the slides, you know, not yeah. having, you know, yeah. all the things and then slowly adding the stuff that they knew yeah. worked and stuck through all the other ones is, is good because that definitely attracts, right. you know, kids. If there's no slides, what are they going to do as per se? So that's good that, you know, they added up, and they learned, so that was just kind of going back to that.
1: Yeah, and I definitely think that back in the day when Oasis and Allure first came out, too, is that Royal wasn't much of a kid-friendly cruise line, not not to say it's like adults only, but, you know, they definitely didn't have a focus towards kids. But now, you know, they have all the water parks, they have all, you know, the slides, things like that on the Oasis class, but Like they, the Surfside area is like a kid focused area.
0: And I wonder how that part is going to be perceived with all those rooms there. I know they said in that area, it's going to be all family rooms, but hopefully I don't really want to listen to kids screaming all day long. You know, even if I'm not in with kids, you know what I'm saying?
1: Oh yeah, exactly. And that was like my biggest thing too, is when I saw that and they were like, oh, this is a kid friendly area. And the you know the very back it's Splashaway Bay you know a little water splash pad for kids and I was thinking mm-hmm. you know like uh, the boardwalk wasn't noisy on on the Oasis class like with the with the um, aqua theater and everything like that you know at times it did during the shows but like it really wasn't all that bad but like
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know that's that noise from the shows you know the bell of the of the carousel going around. And all of that, that's that's different noise than kid noise.
0: Kid's screaming, And maybe, you know, it obviously won't be happening at night. Mm-hmm. That might be another thing. I think that's probably why a lot of people don't like the, you know, those inside-facing things. And I mean, think they, now yeah. they're going to get a better view because there's not a big arch theater thing in the way. Which yeah. I think will help the situation.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And that was, that was one thing, like, with Wonder, you had... I guess the originals have kind of like a little bit more of an open um the shell in the back, if you want to call it their shell or arch, whatever the heck mm-hmm. you want to call it. You know, that it was a little yeah. bit more open. What with Wonder and Utopia, you know, it's a little bit more enclosed. Oh, it's like an, up, it's more of a yeah, shell look glass. to it. And you've got the abyss in the way to where you don't really see much outside. Not at all. Which that's always kind of been a downside, which I guess you don't get anything in the in the Central Park, but So I guess it's better than better than nothing, but yeah, that's one thing I guess they probably did better with surfside on Icon is that, you know, get a little bit more ocean views and same thing with the Central Park, like I mentioned earlier. They have that you know, it's small, yes, but they have a spot where you can look outside and you can see the ocean.
0: That and I mean good that they put a like a kid's eatery down there for like chicken and you know. Oh, I'm gonna be there all the because that's the Oh, I mean, that's what I'm. (laughs) But I mean, to keep all the little kids out of the the buffet and running around and spilling their plates all over the place. But I mean, still, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, keeping that area as a kids only area is great. Having food there, drinks there, Mm -hmm. slides there, pools there, keep them all in that area.
1: Yeah. I think Royal Caribbean, especially going from Oasis and like refocusing into the icon, like they're, they definitely have more of a family focus on the icon, which I think is, one of their bigger markets now is they're trying to appeal to. I hate to say people my age, but you know, probably not that I'm the 30. younger. You know, the twenties and thirties. Yeah. You know, they're they're focusing, yeah, mid twenties, upper thirties. You know, thirty to thirty five with kids type of thing. You mm-hmm. know, that's who their market is now, and you know, and they kind of they do it right to where they focus on that market, but they still please like everything else, like ever you know above that. already there always been cruising with royal caribbean for like a long time all the pinnacle members things like that you know like they're still enjoying these ships despite getting like the family focus now
0: and i think they need to do that just because you know even like the new ships that you know Mm -hmm. are coming out like let's say apex for celebrity Mm -hmm. obviously that's not the most kid friendly Mm -hmm. but those are still doing really good but i don't think as good As they could, you know, if they did add one or two kid, more kid friendly things, which I know it's not really a celebrity thing, but I feel like that would take them in a good direction.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. And I think like the refocus like towards towards kids and everything like that and families, like I think that's where this is going to become the next, you know, the the 2020s game changer like Oasis was back in 2010. Like this is the 2020s decade game changer Yep. because it's doing everything that the Oasis did great, but it's creating more of a, you know, instead of a, just a casual, like traditional cruise experience on this massive cruise ship they're they're putting everything in that we love and have today, like modern technologies. And they're putting it to where, you know, it's a, a vacation for everybody, literally everybody. Old, young, kids, adults, you know, 50s, 70s, however old you are, like there's something going on that you're going to enjoy on this ship.
0: And I mean basically, obviously for like the 2020s, we Mm kind of know everything that's coming out for, you Mm -hmm. know, the next six years. There's nothing really – I mean there's things that are coming out that are catching people's eyes. Mm -hmm. But I have never seen so much media on any other ship other than Icon. And I think that yeah. really means something.
1: I think we're I think it's also just putting this it's almost like if the Oasis was to come out today. Like this is probably you know, it, it's the modern day Oasis. You know, the Oasis unfortunately is a little outdated or not outdated, but you know, it's it's an old ship. It came out it, seen, thirteen yeah, years ago. And you know, if back in two thousand nine we didn't have social media and, you know and it was also just like a different era for Royal Caribbean. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you didn't get the massive hype cycles, which uh, the Oasis really had a big hype cycle. Like I didn't, there's nothing from that era that had quite the hype cycle that the Oasis class had just because of how Mm -hmm. the biggest ship in the world was 70,000 tons smaller. (laughs) Like it wasn't even close back then. And like, it's still like that now, even with the mega ships coming out. But like now we live in the day, uh, day and age of social media, like every and Everybody's a content creator now, you know, anybody that owns a camera is becoming a content creator, whether (laughs) it's on YouTube, Instagram, whatever, like people take pictures, post them online, they get a like, and they're a content creator. Like, I mean, and so there's tons of people that are, you know, making content and just, you know, excited about these ships. And like when I was, so I went down for the maiden voyage um, to watch that, watch it leave that day. And I counted it in the air. Um, I think we counted 20, 20 drones were up in the air that day.
0: I can only imagine. They and were... they got some great pictures.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely. And it's funny because um, Jerry and um, Adam, Adam's away on Instagram, um, they were there flying mm. their drones. And, you know, there's there's like a little hill at South Point Park, and that's usually where, like, all the drone pilots will take off from. And Adam was, sa- it was saying, he's like, you know, from it – the amount of drone pilots there, like it really ranged from, you know, there were people there who had their FAA. Amateurs, right?
0: people know what they're doing.
1: Right, like Jerry and Adam that have their 107 pilots license, things like that. And then Adam was mm-hmm. like, oh, and there's the guy over there that was pulling the Best Buy stickers off of it. Like he just, <laughs> like, there was so many, again, like anybody anybody buys a drone, they're a content creator, like that type of thing. You know, not, uh, not mm-hmm. discouraging or saying anything bad about it. It's just like that's no, the age we live sure. in. Like, and I love I love to see that there's so many people, like, passionate about the industry, things like that. You know, it's it's just crazy. Like, it, there's so much more amplified hype now because of the age of social media.
0: And the other thing is that what I think they did smart, and I think it kind of served a two-way purpose, is that, you know, it got here, what, at the beginning of the month, and it mm-hmm. didn't start sailing till the 27th. And they were running, what, one-in-two day cruises to stress test the ship. Mm-hmm fantastic get all the social media people make hype Mm -hmm. but i think that was also their buffer if anything ever went wrong at the shipyard right that they'd have that buffer and then they wouldn't tell anybody as per se that you know we're running late or we're delayed but it would just arrive on time if so but i think the social media benefited them in a very good way because you saw that ship everywhere even Mm -hmm. my grandma that only watches you know not (laughs) she's like oh it's new i was like yes but yeah Yeah. good good for them i think it worked in their favor
1: absolutely and uh speaking of adam you know uh, he actually got to go on the icon for you know i think about a day or two and he he said it was like Mm -hmm. the most incredible thing like there's imagine it's insane um that, that the funny part is he was like um, there's there's a video of him playing catch with rover the dog on the like, dog. Oh, after so like after midnight just throwing a glow in the dark ball down the uh, the promenade <laughs> and Cap- the dog and captain Kate
0: and bugs dupe
1: for real for real like I'm so excited to meet the dog it's gonna be awesome um
0: that is, that, and that was, that was a good addition for them for sure
1: oh yeah and like it again it's a it's a family friendly ship they're focusing the they're focusing everything towards mm. families. What's more family friendly than a golden retriever puppy? And a golden retriever, yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, if it's a, it's, it's not going to be a puppy forever, but like, I mean,
0: no. What's
1: more family friendly than a golden retriever, especially as a puppy? Like right now, everybody's going yeah, to love that. Yep, yeah, everybody. It's it's yeah, they're doing a lot of things right with the ship, and I think that ship is 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 tailored to this new generation of cruisers, you know, whether it's Millennials, Gen Z, or, you know, even, you know, even the older generations, too. Like, there's a lot for everybody on board. You know, I've even seen there's there's one area, like, at the pool deck where there's, you know, like, like the those cheesy, like, downtown bars that have, like, the neon signs in the background with, like, a key, cheesy catchphrase. Like there's something. Yeah, but
0: all the teenagers like that and post on social media. Exactly. Like there's
1: that. like I noticed. I've seen at least one or two walls that are like that. Like in and videos of Icon. Like they have that. Mm-hmm. You know the the social media yeah. spots. You know mm-hmm. they made they, they made that the a ship. Spot. Yeah, they made that into a ship that's going to advertise itself. Yep. Like there's there's just so 100%. much they did right with that with that ship, and.
0: But, right. I mean, they also got to keep up, you know, with the fundamentals, you know, we were yeah. talking kind of before, um, you know, those big ships, you know, food, that's, you know, something you're going to remember, you know, obviously mm-hmm. I know it's 7,000 people, you can't expect, you know, five star everything, mm-hmm. but if I'm paying six, you know, $7,000 for a trip, you know, it better be good, better than, you know, run of the mill. So right. hopefully, you know, obviously right. it's the beginning. I know a few people I've seen on the videos. It's just okay. And I don't really? know how just, okay will you know, make it in the long run, but hopefully right. they get it
1: set. Yeah. And it's probably a little bit of stress testing still. I mean, it's their first seven they've away. Oh, 100%. I was going to so, say it's
0: their first thing, so they're still getting used yeah. to
1: it. Because, I mean, all the food provisions that they've taken on over the last, you know, couple weeks here in the U.S., it's just been two, three days, like, One or quick two media. day, yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, it'll it'll probably shape up a little bit more over time. But, like, like you said, I mean, there's 7,000 people on board. It's not gonna be, it's not gonna be the greatest meal you've ever had in your life. There's there's some ships that are, have got really good food, and I've like, uh, like Allure mm-hmm. had very good food, Symphony didn't, Oasis did. You know, it it varies from ship to ship, and at times like, I I always use this example like when people say, oh well, I don't want to do this ship because people said the the food was bad. I go, I sailed on Independence of the Seas in in August you of twenty twenty two. Exactly. I sailed on that ship in August of 2022. Food is fantastic. Really, really good. Mm -hmm. I sailed on the ship in September of 2022. A month late, like three weeks later, the food sucked. So, like, it just, it varies from ship to ship. At times, I mean, there's different crew, different, you know, I mean, depends on the provisions they get, too. I mean, it just, uh, it depends. Um, But, yeah, yeah, it's... Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, you know, the appeal to everybody. I mean, they've got, they've, they they have legitimately and, have something for everybody on those ships.
0: And there's that, what, that one restaurant that only holds, like, what, 50 people, and it's like 200-something dollars per person oh or something?
1: Oh, my God, the Supper Club. Yeah, it's crazy. Yes. So that's one I of the things that they're changing on Star, too. I, I'm sure that's going to be really good food. Um, oh,
0: it, it better be. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Like it's it's like a big Manhattan, New York themed place. It's two hundred dollars mm. per person, but you're gonna get probably some of the best food you've ever had in your life at sea. But yeah, that that food better be good if I'm paying that much. Money it better it. be. I know they're gonna do a Chicago theme on Star. Is what they've said.
0: Oh, okay. That's nice. one of the one of the first that. changes
1: that they've talked about with Star is that they're gonna do Chicago theme with that restaurant. And there's gonna be an extra hot tub.
0: Good. And I mean, another thing (laughs) they could change is the water park. You know, instead of doing the same slides, change one or two of them. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. I mean, I know on Oasis, they all have the exact same water park, basically. But, you know, that would be nice to differentiate. And just like, you know, the breakaway class, every single one of them has the tube slide and the drop slide. Mm -hmm. I wish they had done something different.
1: Right. I mean, like the first three, they had, you know, they had the the two drops and the then they had the ones that do one yeah right and then with escape they can they did those but then they had the um you know the raft slide instead of the spinny the ones. the raft one and then like mm. the joy had or, like joy bliss and encore had the raft but then they changed the yeah. drop slide so like stuff like that That's like cool. over time they're going to just make changes to all these ships and make them progressively even better mm-hmm.
0: for um,
1: sure yeah it's I definitely think just given the day and age of, of social media and just the fact that they took everything that's great about the Oasis and how great it was back in the day, um, you know, just everything about that, all the success and all the great things that they've done, especially, you know, even the stuff that they've done with Wonder and Utopia, and I think they've even carried over some stuff from Icon to Wonder and Utopia, but they've taken everything that's great and put more of a family focus on it and just again something there's something for everybody on these ships and i think you, that's um, i think that's what's right. going to turn these turn these icon class into the next game changer and the next industry changer because i think i think now that we're getting icon like when we had oasis after that it was the era of the mega ships you know you had the 150s 160 170 180,000 ton ships i think now that we've got icon i think 200,000 tons Love it or hate it, I think two hundred thousand tons is gonna start being the new industry standard. You're gonna see a lot more that's gonna be over that mark. Next carnival project's gonna be over that.
0: Yeah, for sure. And what I was gonna say is you know if you know, they're filling up these ships and if people are paying, you know, six, seven thousand dollars, they are making that bank.
1: They're gonna pay off the I mean, this is a two billion dollar ship each. And yeah. they're definitely going to be paying these things off very quick and easy. Like, it's incredible. Very. I've I've never seen prices like that before on a cruise ship, and the fact that the ships are still selling out, they had to they had to open up twenty twenty six sailings like months and ahead of time, for Icon mm-hmm. because it was selling out.
0: Yeah, and I know like the Royal Suite, like the biggest room, that one's booked till the end of the year.
1: And there's like a, that's like eighty thousand dollars a week.
0: A, a week. That's oh so my
1: crazy. God, insane! It's insane, it's incredible, and again, it's selling out every week to the point where they're releasing sailings you, ahead of time.
0: You have the Wi-Fi, right? You're going to be able to yes. be posting while you're on there. Yes,
1: okay. and for those listening, where as long as the Wi-Fi cooperates, which it's a brand new ship, so I'm hoping it does. But I'm going to do I'm going to do a podcast from icon um we're gonna we're gonna remote in i'm gonna yeah we're gonna do some wizardry with obs here and (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna get this to get this to work i'm gonna do basically a discord call like we do here um but i'll be calling from the ship and have all the stuff in the background so i'm very excited to be doing that we're gonna we're actually planning to do that tonight for um tonight's podcast from norwegian epic with justin but Wi-Fi wasn't cooperating, um, wasn't working nope. too well on that older ship, but hopefully everything works out In, with that.
0: Does did Icon? Did they say that it has Starlink?
1: Um, I'm assuming it does.
0: Okay, got it. I, I think, think all of as well.
1: I think all of Royal Caribbean has Starlink now, which is nice.
0: Now, okay, good. Yeah, because I know I'm it was just sure. rolling out to Norwegian, but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I
1: think Epic does have Starlink. It's just not very good it's probably it. just throttle i know like a lot of the ships that have starlink right now are kind of throttled but yeah it is what it I is mean, with them
0: raising the internet prices i mean it better it's work insane. like you know what i'm saying like oh yeah you can't sure. pay you know however much did it already be was it already included when you booked or did you pay extra um i paid extra i think
1: week? it i think it was like 20 i think it was 22 a day
0: okay time. that's not terrible no, it's not.
1: I, I think that's about average for most cruise lines, but like I know Justin paid mm. like out the out the butt for, um, for his Wi-Fi on the Epic. So I think that's one of the yeah, things. By, my joy cruise, it was included.
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. Good. Well, it's included for like 150 minutes, and then that's I can get is. away with summer for the whatever ten or, yeah. eleven day trip, whatever it was. It was it was 200 bucks. So I guess that's not too terrible. But yeah. we also had a discount because we we're like platinum or whatever. So right. I don't know what that would estimate to regular people, but still, right. it's still pricey, and it was yeah. still very spotty. But they told us it had to do with you know sailing around Turkey. They don't like people going into their it's like satellites or something. I'm like okay, whatever. That's weird. I still paid, and I want it to work.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. But yeah, I. Um, as i guess as we start to kind of you know wrap up the podcast here it's crazy it's already been an hour um I know, but, you know that was like so quick. you know from what you from like what you've seen of the icon so far like what are your in comparisons to the oasis class like what are your thoughts on it like do you think it actually is going to be the next game changer industry changer
0: i think so i mean they did so many things right with it and you know it's got all this attention it's booked out for a year no other ship has been able to do that mm-hmm you know they're coming out with all these new ideas you know basically something for everybody is the mm-hmm. way you got to go because you know if right. you exclude you know kids or you exclude you know sports people or you exclude you know the thrill seekers i want the slides and the zip lines and blah 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 mm-hmm. you're missing out on the market but they really included everything and the kitchen sink and hopefully it works out for them and i i think it's going to for sure
1: yeah absolutely i think so too i think they again, they've taken everything that's been successful with the Oasis class over the last 14, 13, 14 years. You know, whether it was the Oasis or the Wonder or Utopia, like they've taken everything that's good about those ships, improved it, and then just made it to where, like, we've been saying pretty much all night, like they made something for everybody. And I think that's the most impressive part about it. And I think that's what's going to like create this industry change is like, and Royal Caribbean was able to do it and make, like, the pro- – I guess I can't really say the perfect ship because that's always suggestive, but, like, they made a ship for everybody. 100%. They made a ship for literally everybody. And honestly, like, it's yeah, – I again, to me, I would say it's the perfect ship. I haven't sailed on it yet. I'll have a better opinion on it soon. Yeah, we'll think talk they, in a few weeks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you will talk in a few weeks on the podcast from that one. I'll let you know how it actually is. But, you know, Fantastic. it's – it's it's incredible what they've really been able to pull off, and like the record, it's been shattering sales records throughout the industry,
0: oh,
1: and it's only yeah. on its first sailing. Like, it, it's just incredible.
0: But. And the only but is just hopefully they expand it. You know, everyone's like, why does it always have to be in Florida? Why is it all to be in Florida? Right. Hopefully, you know, as more come out, you know, they're able to expand them. Other mm-hmm. people get to try them, mm-hmm. and you know, maybe some different ports. Because, like I said at the beginning, you go on Icon once. Okay, do I want to go to cozumel jamaica and nassau again right the same ship so i hope that you know they make changes small changes at least right. throughout the years but right. i think the ship itself is definitely the destination for first-time people and absolutely that's be, yeah main, yeah, the reason why everybody books it
1: absolutely i mean that's the only reason i'm, I'm only going on this icon in the star exactly. because i want to go on the icon in <laughs> the star i don't i don't care where it goes <laughs> i do not care yeah but uh, but yeah, that'll be that'll be all for tonight's podcast. And I hope you guys all enjoyed. Thank you for listening and watching all the way up to this point. Uh, we're gonna be doing a bonus podcast this week on Sunday. We're again streaming it here on YouTube and then uploading it on the other platforms later on, as usual. Uh, but we're gonna be doing a Norwegian Epic review podcast with Justin, who will be getting off of the Norwegian <laughs> Epic Sunday morning. So hope you guys are excited for that one as well. And we've got a couple more very exciting podcasts here up in the next few weeks. So. Thank you guys again for listening and watching and have a great time or have a great day.
0: Thanks guys. Yeah. Thanks Brendan for having me on. See ya.
1: Oh yeah, of course.